No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Rio, baby. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we are continuing on with our sequel month to yes. talk about one of the better sequels of the 90s. That's right. We're talking. I know what you, or I still know what you did last God summer. Damn it, Travis. Okay, this it's got a long title, and the first one has an also long title. It's easy to get mixed up. Okay. That's that's all I've got. That's my only excuse for fucking that up. All right. Well, I have to announce that um, we are double recording. We are doing this right after recording our episode on Slave Boy Camp Two because next weekend. Um, when we would traditionally have recorded this episode, we will be in Memphis, Tennessee for Jewel Bob's Jamboree. Yeah. So we are taking advantage of the long weekend and doing a double feature, double recording. Um, so we don't have poll results for Sleepaway Camp 2's poll yet. So next week when we cover Wrong Turn 2, spoiler, that's what next week's episode is, um, yeah. you will get poll results for both Sleepaway Camp 2 and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, so... If you care about that, you know, they'll be back. It's not yeah. a permanent thing. If you want to participate in that, just check that shit out tomorrow yeah. on Friday. Yeah, so find this it. one will be out. Yeah, find it on our social media. You can find us on Facebook. We've got Instagram, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. We've got a Twitter, Least Fave Pod. Got a website, what's your least favorite scary movie.com, or you can email us, least favorite scary movie at gmail.com. Uh, so those are all the places that you can find us, and uh, if you follow us there, then you already knew that Wrong Turn 2 was going to be our next movie, yeah, because we post our schedule every month. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I picked up saying dummy at work, and then I've been saying it a lot at home, and then Travis just said it, and we had a moment where he realized he said it, and I was like, okay, well, there we are. I'm sorry. Nobody's a dummy. So there are dummies out there. There none, are dummies. None of our listeners. No, you guys aren't dummies. I'm sorry. I was just mad for <laughs> no reason. No reason. For no reason. All right. So we are talking. I still know what you did last summer. We watched um, it on our DVD. Uh, no, we no. we have a DVD three pack, but we watched it on HBO Max because Travis likes the sharper images. I like the sharp images, man. I like I if I have the ability to watch in HD, I do. Buying that stuff on the DVD that's a good backup because inevitably it will be taken off streaming at some yes. point. Um, but if you don't have HBO Max, you can also rent it from Vudu, Prime, Google Play, or YouTube. Yes. So lots of watching options for this. I'd say it's worth the watch at least once. It is. We actually double featured this thing. We we watched the original, and then we watched this. Um, it's 4th of July today when we were yeah. recording, so we were kind of getting in the, yeah. in the spirit. And then we watched Final Destination 3 because fireworks. Yeah, there are fireworks in that. Is, is that a 4th of July thing, too? Or is that um, like a town it's the, celebration? It's the town centennial. That's right. Yeah. Okay. They need a 4th of July movie. Which it was the summer, but they had just graduated. I don't know. The timeline's a little questionable in that movie. That's probably one of the sloppier sequels of the franchise. Nah. It's tight. It's so good. Anyways, enough about Final Destination. We're talking I Still Know What You Did Last Summer today. So, this movie came out on a Friday the 13th. <gasps> 
November 13th, 1998. This is a holiday-confused movie. What? Excuse me? What? Excuse me? What? <laughs> so, yes, this is a July 4th horror movie. Both of the movies are. But this one is, like, less... It makes it less of a thing. But it's, like... It's just set a year after the original, which made the 4th of July more of a factor in its movie which you mentioned in that one they it's like they almost wanted it to be a holiday themed movie but they didn't want to commit yeah because they're like it's july 4th it's his day and like considering we had just watched uncle sam the night before i'm like that's his day. yeah that's his day yeah but you know ben willis he, he made it his day too which darcy said that she likes to double feature those on the 4th of july and i like to imagine her yelling at the screen when she hears that and going no it's not it's uncle sam's day wait double featuring uncle sam and i know what she did last summer yeah oh that's a fun double feature too yeah it is darcy's got good taste yeah this is a fun movie too okay i i like the i like the sequel but okay Came out on Friday the thirteenth, November thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Um, the original release October seventeenth, nineteen ninety seven. So this movie was made in less than a year, which is impressive. Um, I feel like that is a different era of horror movies. Like they were churning that shit out so fast. Same thing happened with Scream and Scream Two. What's even more impressive is that Jennifer Love Hewitt's bang situation got properly addressed in less than a year. You always talk about her bangs. They are terrible. I like them. I think it looks nice on her. I don't think it looks bad. You're objectively incorrect. I am not. No, you're wrong. No, it's a thing of the time, man. This is a 90s movie. If you watch 90s horror, it is objectively... You're going to get that shit. You're going to see some bad fashion, bad hair choices. just called it bad fashion and bad hair choices. But it's good now. We're now in that rotation where the 90s style is coming back. It's our time, baby. I'm not getting wispy bangs. You might. You don't say never. It mm-hmm. might happen. You might be like, fuck, I actually think I like them. No. It could happen. Never. All right. So this movie was directed by Danny Cannon. Okay, Danny. Danny Cannon. That's a fucking name right there. Danny Cannon. The original guy that uh, directed it didn't return. That guy's name was Jim Gillespie. Um which that was one of the reasons why uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt agreed to do this movie because she thought that he was going to direct and then she realized it was a different guy and she got super bummed. Oh. Yeah. Which if you hear that and you directed this movie and like you read that after the movie released, you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> fuck me then. Like, I, I mean, was... I'm Danny Cannon. I don't need you. Yeah, I'm fucking Danny Cannon. <laughs> I looked up his IMDb. Danny Cannon hasn't done anything. <laughs> this is this is probably his biggest wow. movie, which is fine. He does TV and stuff, you know, that's cool. But this movie was written by Trey Calloway. So yeah. the original was written by Kevin Williamson. Based off of a novel. Based off of a novel, yes. By, I forget her fucking name. I, she, she was not impressed with the movie, though. The original or this one? The original. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's very loosely based, right? Yeah, it took it took some liberties, which I mean that's kind of normal. It missed the point of the novel. Whatever, it, it's still an enjoyable movie. But Kevin Williamson was also going to write this, but he had all kinds of conflicts because he was a busy boy in the late nineties. He, you know, obviously he did Scream, so that like really propelled his popularity. And then he did the original. I know what you did last summer, which helped enhance that. Um, 
I can tell you now. He's talking about a movie that we're going to be talking about soon. What is it? Do you want me to tell yeah. you now or do you want me to... Is, tell me. You sure? Is it H2O? It's H2O. <gasps> he, yeah, he did no H2O. No wonder that's one of my favorite sequels. Yeah. Kevin. So, yeah, he was busy writing that, so he couldn't write this. He was also working on uh, The Faculty. And he was about to direct a movie called Miss Tingle. Never heard of it. Obviously, he's like, oh, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> Maybe it's a really good movie. I don't know. I've not watched it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, He started to write it, and he's like, I've made a grave Miss Tingle. <laughs> My tingle was wrong in this one. <laughs> uh, and this that stuff also kept him from working on Scream 3, which people don't like. I think Scream 3 is definitely the weakest of the franchise, but it's not by that much. I think it gets a disproportionate amount of hate. It's like what we talk about with Final Destination, where people hate Final Destination 4, but it's a they good movie. They only hate it because of the 3D effects. If we yeah. took away the 3D effects, people would be like, this sequel actually slaps. But it's all—I mean, it's also clearly the weakest of the series, but it's still a good movie. Same thing applies to Scream 3. I disagree that it's the weakest. You do? I oh, do. yeah, you said 3 yeah. suck. I didn't say it you said sucked. That you're so I said anti, it's sloppy. You're so anti-Final it's Destination It's a sloppy 3. mud pie. Sloppy mud pies. I don't make a habit of having sloppy mud pies. <laughs> All right. So the cast on this bad boy. We have Jennifer Love Hewitt reprising her role as Julie. Oh, man. I, like, I'm impressed with you saying that sentence out loud. And it, I, I heard and you. saying it right? Yeah. Like you were like. Pushing through. through, yeah. I, yeah. Your voice shook a little bit, and you're like, "I did it. I nailed all the words." <laughs> Deep down, I had to like reach into my reserves and be like, "You've got this." <laughs> I'm really impressed, and I'm sorry if me pointing it out takes away from the no, moment. No, it, it, it just confirms my fears that everybody knows that I struggle to talk sometimes, and you've you've just made that painfully clear to everybody. Well, guess what, people? I've got another fucking name right here. I'm going to bust my stitches. <laughs> All right. We have Freddie Prince Jr., who uh, he plays Ray, reprises his role for Ray there. Fun fact about him, he has not watched this movie because he has heard that it has a terrible reputation, so he just didn't watch it. Yeah, he doesn't want to ruin his own image of his... Uh... Um, what is it called? It's not not discography. Filmography. Like, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Film disc. Yeah. Okay. Um, which includes such uh, masterpieces as Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. Scooby Dooby Dooby. Or I can't remember the name of it, but something where he plays a fucking baseball player in Maine. And sleeps naked in the outfield. Wow, you chose those two movies. You didn't yeah. choose the one which was, you know, the original to this where he met his wife. Yeah, well, I was making fun of other movies in his filmography that are probably... You mean discography? Yeah. Okay. Um, that, you know... I mean, if he doesn't watch this, what else is he not watching? I don't know. But... Maybe, but Sarah Michelle Gellar is also in scooby dooby Tooie, so... <laughs> That's the official name. <laughs> So, I don't know. Maybe they like to watch that together. Maybe. I wonder if their kids have watched it because she just had, uh, her kids just finished watching through uh, Buffy. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. They maybe skipped this one because she's only in this movie as a photograph. I know. I need to talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> she's dead, man. She's not going to come back. Hold on. I just, I need to talk about the photograph when we get to it. 
Okay, Look fair at enough. this graph. <laughs> All right. We have This is Brandy. why we can't double record. <laughs> no, I'm liking this. We have Brandy Norwood, who plays Carla. Brandy! Okay, so Brandy did probably one of the best Disney live-action adaptations of one of their cartoons ever. She was in the 90s Cinderella on the Disney Channel. She was? Mm-hmm. She, um... I... Ask any 90s girl, they're going to tell you that's the best Cinderella adaptation. Okay, I looked up her filmography, and she does a lot of music videos. I think she's a singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, just Brandy. Okay, just Brandy or Brandy? Brandy. Okay. Well, fun fact, we have uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. It's it's Pfeiffer. I'm doing the Key and Pill thing, Pfeiffer. Oh, that's what I thought you did first. Michelle Pfeiffer, though. Okay, Mackay Pfeiffer, who plays her boyfriend, Tyrell, in this. You know, I guess we talked about last week, the horny guy. Yeah, so Um, horny. He was an actor in one of her music videos. Oh, Yeah, a little fun little thing there. Uh, we have Matthew Settle, who plays Will Benson. <laughs> Jesus. And we have Muse Watson reprising his role as Ben Willis. Okay. All right. Um, are you are you going to leave out two other very important actors? We'll talk about them when they arrive. Okay. 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 Because, I mean, they're amazing. Okay. They need a whole discussion of them. They do. And we'll talk about them, obviously. I'm not going to not talk about one of them. Because we made a point. We need to talk about both of them. Oh, yes. Obviously. We'll get there. Okay. If y'all are listening, then you surely to God, you already know the two we're talking about. I hope so. At least one of them. The other one might be a little bit more obscure, but. It's obviously Estes' character. Yes, clearly. Yes. And the maid. Yes. Not really. All right. (laughs) So, I picked two movies here that um, tonally very similar. Okay. Do we have a budget in box office for this one? That's first, all. Though? That's all going to be tied. Oh, to okay, this okay, one. okay. Sorry. So I'll let you speak. The budget for this one on IMDb was listed as sixty-five million. Holy fucking shit! However, okay, let me get through all of this first, and then I've got some things to touch on with. Can that. I not have peanut gallery commentary in the background? No. Go ahead. Okay. Continue. Uh, we have its opening at sixteen point five million, mm. and it grossed forty million. Ooh. Its rating on IMDb is a four point seven. Okay. Mm, All right. Stop looking at my notes. I don't want you to see. I anything. can't see it from here. You write so I'm, tiny. Well, I'm hiding it too. You write a little. I know. I'm really good at it. Everybody's mm. always criticized me about it. They're like that boy can't talk, but he writes tiny. He's got the heart. That's what they said to me in school. Teeny tiny heart. Yeah. All right. So one of the little fun facts that I saw was that the budget is often misreported. Okay. So they say $65 million isn't really accurate. That factors in all of like the promotion stuff, you know, the true budget when they're just, you know, everything factored in. The real budget for filming apparently is $24 million, which makes more sense, but still is a lot of money. But I think Jennifer Love Hewitt was a pretty big star at this point. It's still fairly heftily budget. It's a hefty budget, I agree. But the gross, also, they just decided to factor in everything um, along with it, like DVD sales and everything like that. Okay. So with all that factored in, it made $84 million. But I'm going to go on the original $40 million because I think that that's what it made on its original run. Okay. So... The two other movies I picked. Okay. First one came out in 1998 also is Urban Legend. 
book, yeah. Yes. I almost suggested we watch Urban Legend last night. Well, it's a great movie. We have I time. Agree. We could watch it tonight. We can we can do it. But that. we have to watch Red, White, and Blonde. It's Fourth of July tradition. Okay. It makes Talia calm because she likes Bruiser. So Urban Legend had a budget of $14 million. Okay. It opened at $10.5 million, and it grossed $72.5 million. Accurate. A lot of money. Very adequate. We need to talk about that movie at some point. Yeah, that one released on uh, September 25th, 98. So uh, it came out like two months before this one. Uh, But it has a 5.6 on IMDb. That's rude. It is rude. It's underselling it. I agree. The second movie, we already talked about it because our boy Kevin Williamson was working on it. Yay! It's The Faculty. Have you ever watched that movie? I feel like a million and a half years ago. Yes, I watched it's it. It's one of those that if I watched it again, it would be like a whole new world. Yeah, I, I watched it because it was on, like, uh, I had DirecTV growing up, and they had that, like, on repeat on there, and I would watch it on there. I could tell you that I could, like, picture the poster immediately in my mind, though. Yeah, it's a fun movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I have to have watched it at some point because it was just ever-present. Yeah, but it's another teen ish movie which i guess it seems to be kevin williamson's specialty but that one had a 15 million budget opened at 11.6 million grossed 40 million has a 6.5 on imdb and that one came out on christmas day in 98 wow i know barely made the cut kevin's christmas gift to the world yeah jesus (laughs) how tiny is your head this is hurting me i didn't get that thing to fit my head like, I just bought this at Dollar Tree. It hurts. Like She's complaining about a headband that she mid- decided to put we on. We wore flower crowns while we were recording Midsummer. Because I, every time we watch Midsummer, I wear my flower crown. We saw more flower crowns at Dollar Tree. I made Travis get one. It was a whole thing. His is still here in our podcasting room. And I impulsively put it on um, because I am off my painkillers and celebrating Fourth of July the American <laughs> way now. And I'm impulsive. Um, <laughs> okay. And it squeezed the blood out of my skull. I, oh, okay. You, you'll be okay. I'm okay. All right. So I've already got some of the fun facts mm-hmm. in here, but I've got a couple more. So this is the last horror movie that Jennifer Love Hewitt did because she was afraid that she was going to be typecast as a scream queen. And she did not want to be known as a scream That's queen. literally all I know her for. A scream queen? Yeah. She's got some big roles. I don't really know what else she's been in, but... You know what? I I respect that she doesn't want that, but I feel like the Scream Queen title is always nice. Like people remember that shit. I mean, you're she's already kind of like an honorary one just yeah. for these two movies. That's how good she is. I feel like she went on to do some sort of like supernatural type procedural TV show. Like where she's like um like a future teller or something. A future teller. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Medium Oh, that? Is she in that? I think that's her. Oh, I don't know. I remember I used to, my mom and dad used to watch that, and I would uh, watch it with them. Let's Google it real quick. Do we need to? I Well, I said it. I need to see if it's true or not. Just Google Jennifer Love Hewitt in Medium. It's not her. I don't think it's her. Oh, no, it's definitely not. Okay. Well, I'm super fucking wrong on that. Well, I'm glad we fact-checked that one. Okay, and the only other thing that I have is that this movie is listed on Roger Ebert's worst, most hated movies list. Sounds about right. Ghost Whisperer! Ghost Whisperer, Which is essentially the same thing as Medium. That's not a future teller. Okay, well, it's a past teller. 
<laughs> yeah. A current past teller. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. That should have been the name of the show. All right. Hire us. So I've uh, I've got a bunch of taglines for us here. Oh, boy. This movie's okay. got so many taglines. All right, so I'm going to go through a bunch of these. Some of these are stupid. <laughs> All right. How many taglines is it? One, two, three, four, five, it should say six, at the top seven, of the screen. eight, nine. It didn't. Oh. All right. So we got nine taglines. Friended, it said 27 in parentheses. Well, they didn't. It up they, on IMDb. they were doing you a favor by not having to count them. Okay. All right. So this one. Okay. The first one. Some secrets will haunt you forever. Okay. Not terrible. Not great. Second one is someone is dying for a second chance. I like that. That one's not bad. I like that because I'm not entirely against Ben Willis in this movie. I'm not either. I think he, he works. Okay. Third one. I still know. Yeah, we fucking know you do. That's it's in the title. Part, yeah, that's part of the title. That's cheating. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fourth. The sequel that will hook you again. Hey! <laughs> Five. The story continues. Lame. That one is it's really dumb. bad. Six, get hooked again. Yes. I like that one. That yes. one's kind of, that one makes more sense if this movie was more cheesy. Seven, the man with the hook is back, and this time he's really mad. Okay, factually accurate, but have we ever referred to him as the man with the hook? Because he was the man in the slicker in the first one. That's the urban legend that they're telling in the beginning, the man with the hook. Yeah, I know, but. but. I think it works because of that. I disagree. All right. Number eight. Some people never forget. Some people never forget almost being murdered? Yeah, that's fair. That's a good tagline. That works. Uh, No. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the final one, it's happening again. (laughs) I don't get that. I feel like somebody, like, they're like. just half of Jennifer Love Hewitt's dialogue. That one, I think, is like them in the board, like, they're pitching the marketing, and then. They're like, oh my god, it's getting out of control. They don't know what's going on. And somebody is like, oh my god, it's happening again. Because that's, they're like, oh my god, we don't know what's happening. No, that's somebody who's been watching the dailies for a week straight and was like, oh, if I had to summarize again. this movie, it's happening again. Because it's all her character fucking says. They have PTSD from working taglines, <laughs> is my theory. Okay. So you know what, though? It. That's the one they should have gone with. because It's, it's happening again? Yeah. No. Maybe. I don't know. You, there's there's some bad ones in it there. It sets the right ones. expectations for this movie. I like to get hooked again. Okay. Or the sequel will hook you or whatever. That one was good. But that's it. Okay. That's, that's my stuff. Okay. So let's actually talk about this movie. Jesse, how do you feel about the sequel? Uh, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a, a five. Five? I thought you liked this movie more than that. Hold on. Can I explain? Can I yeah. explain myself? Yeah. Okay, so I, one of the things is I give it a five. Five is average, first of all. And it is a sequel that I am always down to watch. Like, it's fine. But it is stupid in a way that I don't feel like it realizes it's stupid. Like, we just talked about Sleepaway Camp 2, and this movie's like... Hey, dum dums, we're dum dums. Let's be dum dums together. Okay. And this movie is like, hey, dum dums, sit down and gobble this shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very different approach to it. 
I think if they had let it be a little bit more campy, I would feel differently about it. That being said, I love watching this movie. I don't hate it at all. I just like my general overall enjoyment. Like it's just like, you know, it's there. Like I like it. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I'll watch it. I'm always down to watch it. But like, I feel like we've watched I this one more than the original. Probably. I think ma- mainly due to convenience of it being streaming. Convenience, and I do think in some ways it's more fun than the original, but it's also worse than the original. The Which original is, is more serious. Yeah, like it's weird for me to say that because generally, mm-hmm. like I'm like, if something's fun, I tend to like it more. But this is like fun, but in a way that I'm like, this is this is a catastrophe like happening in front of us. Okay. Um. Because it's also like the movie that like it makes me. When I watch the first one, I have to think about this movie when I'm watching the first one now, and I have to like think about things. Because this is the movie that made me realize how much Julie James sucks. She sucks. Why are we stuck with her for another whole movie? You don't like her? Why? No! She is not a good final girl. Her whole story arc is, I almost murdered a guy. Why are bad things happening to me? (laughs) That is her entire storyline. She doesn't get any better. In this movie, like, we're supposed to be rooting for her when she stands up to Ben Willis at the end, because like, oh, she's gonna murder this guy that's been trying to murder her. Well, why are we rooting for that when we're not rooting for the guy who's trying to murder her because she tried to murder him? Do we want to root for that guy though? I don't think we want to root for any of them is my point. Okay. All right, final (laughs) thoughts until post-discussion? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna leave it at that Well, for now. I I think I like this movie better than you do. Probably. I'm going to give this one a seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're starting off with an average of six. Okay. An average of six. That's fair. I think that that's okay. I think that you make a good point. I think that this movie very clearly has the recipe of having a silly sequel. And if it would have gone full silly, I think that it would have been for the best. But this person tried to follow up. A Kevin Williamson movie. Danny, Tried to be very Kevin Williamson. Danny Cannon wanted his magnum opus. Da- D- Danny Cannon's not responsible for that, okay? Danny Cannon tried to follow up Jim Gillespie, all right? Jim Gillespie, I, I don't know much about him, but he's no Kevin Williamson, okay? <laughs> he didn't direct Mrs. Tingle. Miss Tingle. Miss Tingle. It's MRS. Which one is that? Mrs.? Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Tingle. Oh, well, you misled you misled me earlier when you said Miss <laughs> Tingle. Forgive me. So this guy, he tried it's to follow okay. it up. It's okay. I forgive you. It was just a mistake. Shut up. Okay. This guy tried to follow it up with a very similar type of movie, and I don't think that he lived up to it. It's not as good as the original, but... I think that this is still a very fun movie. I think it does still take time to have fun and poke fun at itself in the genre. But it just, I don't know. Like, it's just fun. Like, I don't have a problem with Julie. I think that she's a fun character to, like, follow. What is fun? I just like her character. I just like it. Like, I don't think that, like, she's bad. I don't have any... I'm not saying you can't like her, but I want you to define fun in this moment because what about Julie is fun? It's illegal for you to ask me that. <laughs> you can't do that. So I refuse. All right. All right. Cool podcast. Glad we're having a discussion. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I think that she is kind of, uh, she's over the top in her own way in this. Like, she still does the stupid, like, what are you waiting for? I'm right here. She still does that in this movie, and it's stupid, and I love it. She's like, I don't know. I, the things that you don't like about her, I think that I enjoy. Like, I, she, I don't know. She's got, like, okay, two sides of the same coin. She's got very Joyce Byers energy. Which is? Like, realizing what's happening, saying it out loud what's happening, being right, but, like, Joyce Byers is a much more likable character than Jolie. You know. But she's got that same energy where she's like, no, this thing is happening. Which has happened every fucking season of Stranger Things. Joyce has been like, hey, something weird is happening. I think this, I think X, Y, Z. And everybody's like, no, Joyce, you dummy. And then at the end of the season, they're like, wow, who could have predicted this? And Joyce is in the background shaking, trying to light her cigarette because she's like traumatized. Well, that was absent from this last season. She's not like that at all. So, but we're not talking no, about. No, she started off the season being like, I think Hopper's still alive. And Murray's like, uh, no, dumb, dumb. Okay, we're not talking about. Okay. Again, we're not talking about Stranger Things. I know you want to talk about Stranger Things, but we're not. I think that I just enjoy Jennifer Love Hewitt's performance more than the character itself. I think that she does a good job with the character. I think she does a good job with the role. I think she's fun to watch. I don't necessarily, that may not necessarily be a pro for the character, but I think it works for this movie. I, I think I have fun with it. I enjoy the characters. And that's that. I'm giving it a seven. Well, then let's talk about the plot. Okay. So it starts off. We get a production company logo, I think. Distribution company? I'm not sure. Either way, it's Mandalay Bay, and it's a tiger running through the woods, and it jumps, and it kind of lands, and it's just like looking at the screen like, hey, what's up? I'm a tiger. And every time it happens, we think it's Scout. Because it's got Scott energy. That's what yeah. Scott does. If you're yeah. laying on the bed or on the couch, she like jumps up at you and goes, Mer. Yeah, she's like, what up, bitches? Yeah. I'm Scout. Exactly. Uh, so we start off with Julie in a church uh, doing confession. She says that she just needs to face what happened. This is their way of uh, retconning what happens at the end of the first one, which is uh, supposedly she's just been having these dreams for a while now. So is that what the was supposed to be at the end where she's in the shower? And yep. that's supposed to be a dream, a nightmare? Apparently. Okay. I didn't like I didn't get that. But I that makes sense actually that that's the case because yeah, like in the end of the original, she straight up gets killed by him. Yeah. Uh she screams herself awake, but she's in class and this does the typical like teen movie like professor so funny makes fun of the student and everybody laughs. He's like, glad to find you, glad you find it so intriguing. And everybody goes, ha, 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 ha. Um, and so she runs out of class and Will follows her. He knows about her dreams. Clearly, he is a confidant. Um, she says it's July 4th. It's the anniversary. But then she says it's July 4th weekend. Listen, something that I realized last night is that these movies make it very fast and loose what is considered July 4th. What do you mean by that? Like, the entire weekend surrounding July 4th is just considered July 4th because the first movie happens over a couple of days near July 4th. Yeah. Um, same with this. This it is the July, July 4th, 4th weekend. Yeah. I think this one also ends on July 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's like, it's the anniversary today in a few days. You know, uh, you're right. So is today the anniversary of the killing? No, because that was on July 4th. What is it? Is, is today the anniversary of the day that he was like, all right, I'm going to get you guys in a couple of days. Listen, Ben doesn't have a calendar. He's been busy <laughs> being almost murdered twice. 
he's trying his best to be the horror icon. He's like, all right, uh, nobody's claimed July 4th yet. He obviously didn't watch Uncle Sam. Yeah. Uncle Sam came out like two years before this, so it was still pretty fresh. All right, that's fair. That was a 90s movie? 96. Shit, man. Okay. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't feel like one. Um, then Julie says that Will is such a good friend and touches his face in a way you don't do with your friends. Yeah, that's the one bad thing about her. She's obviously into him. Such a good friend. But then she's... <laughs> Jesse's got her hand on my face right now. See, and he can't even talk straight because he knows that we're more than friends. Uh, <laughs> um, but Ray sees this and then he is very... He's like, I remember when you touched my face like this yeah. and talked what about you... calendars. <laughs> yeah, what are, you used to talk about it almost being July 4th and touching my face. You don't do that anymore. Which he's understandably upset about it because, yeah. But she's like, there's nothing between us. He's just a friend. He's like, well, I came to take you to South Park. Uh, South Park, Southport. We can... Uh, <laughs> um, we can go to the Miss Croker pageant. Fireworks. I like that that carried over. Yeah, and like he's talking about all of this as though he suffered absolutely no trauma the previous year. And Julie's like, "Hey, I'm not at that point in my healing." And he goes, "Well, clearly you don't love me. Fuck you forever. I hope you die." Yeah, he think he takes it personally. Ray is a fisherman Which now. I get it. For and see, here's the thing too. So at the end of the first one. Because remember, after the accident, Ray was supposed to go to New York for college, and then he ended up not. He stayed in Southport and was a fisherman. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of the first one, since they killed Ben Willis, that meant he could go to college. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that gets a retcon too, apparently, I guess. Yeah, because Julie was like, I can't wait to come visit you in New York. I love New York. Um, and then in this one, he's back to just being a fisherman. Which, like, no problem with being a fisherman or whatever. I just, like, it's not... When you watch these back-to-back, it doesn't add up. The thing I was really looking for, re- looking for was to see if Ben still had his right hand. And he does actually have, like, a hook, like, attached Replace? to... Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. Because I'm, so I'm glad that I, at least stayed. I think that they, like... Well, they at least flashback. Like, they never found the body, but, you know, they clearly found the hand. Yeah. So um, he's just like, man, they're both in different places and they're healing. Uh, it's it's a problem. He leaves. She's like, I'm scared. <laughs> but she says it very softly and he's already walked too far. So Yeah, he can't go back. Can't go back. Um, she's got so many locks in her apartment. Uh, she's got a picture of Helen next to her bedside, which is fine. Like, I've got framed photos of my friends in our bedroom. Um, but they're like... Not photos of them on the day they died while they're in a pageant parade. Because that's the photo of Helen. It's like after her hair is already cut, it's when she's sitting in the clamshell on the Miss Croker parade, like like hours before she is filleted in the streets. Wait, is Miss Croker the actual title? Yes. Oh, I thought that she was just giving, like, doing like a, oh, you're like a little, like, you, you suck peepees, you croak. No, it's Miss oh. Croker. Well, her sister said it, and her sister's so mean in the first one. I thought that she yeah. was just being mean to her. I see your train of thought with that because we talked about how much Elsa sucks, but yeah. no, it's just that it's the Miss Croker. I pageant. thought that he was like, that's why I said I'm glad that that carried over because he's like, you want to come with me to the Miss Croker patch? <laughs> Which, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. But you know, I that's fair. Like, 
you would think that they would have more pictures together if they were best friends. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, what a weird, what a weird moment. I like clearly what it was was they pulled a still from the movie and it was somebody who was working on this movie but didn't do their homework and watched the first one and they were like, Sarah Michelle Gellar looks beautiful here. She doesn't have that atrocious wig on. This is the still we're going with. And nobody caught it, and they were like, you know, that's like right before she died, right? And the intern's like, fuck it, I'm just getting school credit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I, I I never considered it, but you're right, that is kind of weird. She wants to remember her as she died. <laughs> um, so she wakes up hearing the door slam shut. Uh, she's got a knife in her bedside table drawer, so she pulls it out, and she almost stabs her roommate, Carla, which, if you have a roommate, you hear your door shut, wouldn't you be like... Carla. Carla. Yeah. Megan. Uh, um, so Carla is like, hey, I'm bartending tonight. Come to the club with me. You can dance with Will. She's very clearly into Will. She says, Ray's okay, but like. Well, I don't think it's very clear that she's like into Will exactly at this point. Like Carla is just, she doesn't like Ray and she's trying to set uh, Julie up with her friends. Yeah, no, so, that's definitely what that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. happening. It's um it's it's a it's a rough situation. It's she's not respecting Julie's boundaries with it. She's making Will feel like there's a chance when behind the scenes Julie's like, I'm with Ray. Mur, 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 mur. Will man, this fucking guy. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So they go to like the most crowded fucking bar in existence. Yeah, it's it's intense. Um and Carla tells her, her boyfriend Ty to ask Julie to dance, and um, we get some gentle poking of fun at white people not having rhythm, which is a stereotype I will always find humorous yeah. as as a white people. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah, I'm okay with it. It's fine because it, it can be true. I can't dance. Like, I got rhythm. I can. I can't dance. <laughs> Um, so Will shows up at the club. Carla had, uh, told him that Julie would be there. He asked Julie to dance, uh, or she tells him to ask Julie to dance. And she's like, don't worry, no means yes. That's a bad message to send. I know, right? Whoever wrote that line, that's a bad call. Uh, I can tell you who it is. It's Trey Calway. Trey Calway, what the fuck, man? what the fuck, Trey? So anyways, Julie is walking around the bar and she keeps getting these images of Ben and his slicker and it freaks her out. So she runs into Will and then he's like, hey, is everything okay? And she's like, no, I'm going home. So she leaves him. Then it's the next morning. She wakes up. Carla goes into her room. Um, Apparently her phone, uh, Ty has... No, no, no. What happened was Julie wakes up the next morning. She hears something banging around in the dryer it's Carla's tennis shoes. I want to know the whole story on that. Like, was she washing her shoes and then she put them in the dryer? How often does she do this? Tennis shoes can get very, very stinky even when you wash them. I want to know what's going on. I think she does um, it a lot because she complains about her doing that. And then yeah. Carla's like, I love it when this happens. So they get a phone call and Carla's like, that must be Ty. And Julie's like, no, 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 no. My number's unlisted, which is fair. I get that. She wants it to be unlisted. But if Carla says it's Ty, then presumably Carla gave Ty their phone number? I I thought it was Julie's cell phone. No, it was like the home phone. It was like on the wall. Do they have a home phone? It's a dorm. 
No, they're in an apartment. Are Some they? dorms have like phones too. We just didn't use them because we went to college and twenty years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So either way, like they have like an actual like registered phone. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. I thought she gave her. That was a whole thing in Scream too, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what? You're right. I I just thought that he she gave him Julie's number. Yeah, no, I think that's just the number to their apartment or dorm or whatever. I think it's an apartment. It's a little bit too big to be a dorm. Okay. Well, then again, we're playing by, like, movie rules, which, you know, same thing, like, you watch Friends, apartment in New York City. It's fucking huge. Well, I mean, this is big for a college apartment, but for a dorm, it's unbelievable. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah, so either way, she's like, it's unlisted, and... Carla's like, I've been dating Ty for three months. It's fine. Which to me makes it sound like she could have just given him the number. Not that like it had to be listed. But instead, it's a Mark in the AM. Mark in the morning. With uh, 96.7. Magic 96.7. Here's what's confusing to me. They immediately get so excited about possibly winning this prize that Julie forgets that she immediately just said that their number is unlisted. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Like... This makes sense if they were playing along with it, but this person's just calling a random number? Yeah, like, she's... Do you like not submit yourself to entry? Yeah, like, she's upset that her roommate's three-month relationship is calling the, like, random radio station. Hey. Not suspicious at all. And <laughs> when you know the twist that it's Will calling, you can totally tell it's his voice. Yeah, and, you know, if I were geographically smart... I would also know that this is fucked up because the question is to name the capital of Brazil. They say Rio, which that's apparently not true. No. See, it's I didn't, Brasilia! I didn't know that. And I, I'm guessing most people that are like the writers were banking on people not knowing that either because, you know, who who the fuck knows that? Like, I can't tell you the capital of most U.S. cities or states. There was a states. song that we listened to in AP Spanish where we talked about all of the capitals in um, Central and South American countries. And it would be like, Brasilia, Brazil. Brasilia, Brazil. So you knew this. Brasilia, Brazil. Santo Domingo. No, that's um no. All of the band kids that took AV Spanish added in the digga 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 when we would sing it on the bus on the way to competitions because we were cool, Travis. Oh yeah, you guys made it cool. Let's make learning awesome, relatable. Just give it that drum beat. <laughs> All right, so they win a uh, a trip. They win four tickets to the Bahamas. Bay Tower Resort. Tower Bay. Tower Bay. <laughs> Sorry, Bay Tower, I think, is the hotel we went to in uh, Myrtle Beach in college. Uh, did, uh, that would Probably. be awesome if I that I think were it was case. Bay Tower or something like that. All right, so Julie tries to invite Ray, but uh, Ray's like, no, man, I got a fish. He's like, oh, uh, you have time to go to the Bahamas, but not time to come to Southport. And she was like, it was literally never an issue about time. And he goes, I'm catching way too many fish. I can't be bothered with this, Julie. And he hangs up and his coworker's like, uh, we haven't caught dick. Yeah. I like the coworker. I like him a lot too. I'm so sad that we don't get enough of him in this movie. Yeah. 
Like, he would have been a great character to stick around and be with Ray throughout the entire yes. thing. He, like, I feel like this guy just rolled onto set and they were like, hey, we like your vibe. Will you just improv a couple scenes with Freddie Prince Jr.? And he's like, all right. I just like to imagine that he was there when they were filming and he was, like, heckling that scene on the phone. He's like, hey, man, we ain't catching shit out here. And they're like, shit, we need that in the movie. But, yeah, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, don't tell her. Because Ray was like, uh, I'll try, but I can't promise I'll be there. So Dave... The guy's name is Dave. He's like, okay. all right, like, listen, man, go up there, surprise her. You know what? Like, I've got some friends up in Cambridge. I'll go hang out with them. I'll give which, you a ride. Which is really a win-win for Dave because he gets to go see his friends. Yeah. And he doesn't have to listen. Because you know Ray has been a pain in the ass complaining about Julie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. like. Which also Ray is like, because Dave is like, are you serious about Julie? And Ray is like, this serious. And he pulls out a ring. I hate this cliche in so TVs and movies. Because why is he at work on his fishing boat <laughs> with his ring in his pocket? He carries it with him at all times. Like, he's just hoping so you see the outline of the box in his pocket. <laughs> like, hey, Ray, what's in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid, though. Like, he's on the phone with her, and she's like, hey, come with me to the Bahamas. Like, you know, It'll an amazing place. It'll be romantic and beautiful, you and we'll spend to time me. together. Yeah, we'll be secluded. It'll be amazing. And then he's like, no, I got to fish. Fuck, I hate you. We, we're probably going to break up. Hangs up. Go touch Will's face. He's like, hey, Dave, I'm going to marry that girl. We're going to fucking make it work. It's going to be great. Dave's like, wow, <laughs> you better try and baby trap her real quick because uh, this sounds unstable. <laughs> so, yes, we um, we now get, I think, is it... Uh, Dave and Ray are now on the road, and they're trying to, like, go up there and surprise them overnight. Yes. But they are met with a roadblock. There's a car they, on the wait, side of the road. Wait, they are having a fantastic duo in the car. They are. They're... What are they singing? What is Here this? Here I go again on my own. Yes, that's it. And they are trying to do their best imitation, and I'm going to say Dave does win. He does, because he's like, I sound just like the guy. He does. And then Ray's like, no, you don't. He's like, fucking quitting this band, man. Going solo. Yeah. Uh, see, and this is the last we get of Dave. We I know. needed more Dave. I would, yeah, seriously. Anytime he's on on screen, it's amazing. I would have taken Freddie Prince Jr. dying in this moment, and Dave is like, <laughs> I'm going to go propose to him because it's the last thing that Ray wanted. Dave proposes to Julie. Yeah, and Julie's like, this is really unconventional, but uh, my backup boyfriend <laughs> was trying to murder me, so I guess, what the hell? Can you imagine... In theory, like this guy, with if we're going with the way that this is actually, so he's on set one day heckling them, you know, like you've got a part, and then he's like, "Listen, man, I've got a pitch. You kill off the love interest, I swoop in, I propose, I win the movie." And they're like, "You know what? Like you're so you've got so much charisma. Yes, you've Except got the part." Freddie Prince has been dating Sarah Michelle Gellar for a year now, and he's getting ready to propose, and at that moment. Danny Cannon, director of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, notices the outline of the ring box in Freddie Prince Jr.'s pocket, yeah. and he's like, let me talk to Freddie and see what he says. And Freddie's like, listen, I can't lose this part because I've got big plans in my own. Yeah, he's like, you always keep a ring in your pocket in case you ever might lose your role. You're like, you, you can propose that. Hmm. I'm liking this right here. There's some little like behind the scenes drama going on between there's like a power struggle for this for more screen time. Obviously Freddie wins. Yeah. Because they see a scene here. There's a car on the side of the road and somebody is out on the ground 
Ray automatically is like suspicious because he's like, okay, this, like, was... this person was definitely vehicular manslaughtered. I gotta check it out. Yeah, I've... and Dave's like, let's find a phone, man. <laughs> yeah, well, and which that... is why Dave should have lived. Yeah, because I mean that's true. Like they should have just driven past this and called in. Because, well, no, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't hurt to, like, go investigate to see if everybody's okay. Because who knows how long they have until they get to another phone. I feel like they have to know CPR working on boats, right? Like. I don't know. I don't know how well how... those things are managed. Like, if the people, like, you got people like Ray working there. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but he goes over there and he investigates it. It's kind of staged, like, the scene from the first movie. And then he flips over the slicker, because the person's in the slicker, and it's a dummy. Which That's rude. They, oh, we've been using dummy here. Mannequin American, sir. Fuck. I, I said it again. I'm calling more people dummies. I'm sorry. Well, it was a distraction. And this is used to kill Dave because well, Dave was one out for that, homie. Dave didn't have the ring in his pocket that day. He was like reaching for it. He's like, wait, I'm going to see my friend in Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, that's Ask a, about the shape in my pocket. That's an engaging storyline. That's a good side story right there. But no, it wasn't enough. So he's dead. And then the person gets in the truck and chases Ray. And then Ray gets ran off the side of the road. And whoever's in this truck doesn't take the opportunity to finish him off. I guess they think that he's dead. They pulled an Angela Breaker and were like falling down the hill He's Death. getting bonked with a lot of sticks on the yeah. way down, and it's enough. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he thinks he's dead, so the guy just drives on, but Ray ends up going to the hospital. Um, Julie, meanwhile, is sitting on the curb with Carla, and Carla's like, we gotta call it, Ray's not coming, and uh, at that moment, Ty pulls up with Will in the car. At this point... I'm kind of suspicious that it wasn't Carla in the truck running Ray off the road. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would, I could have seen that being like a twist for this. Yeah. Like, it's not actually related to Ben Willis at all. It's Carla and uh, Will trying to get Julie to hook up with Just trying Will. to organize it. Yeah. yeah. Get the circumstances just right. Um, so they, we have a couple moments, like they're on the plane, Will is like chattering cause he's real nervous. He can't stop. And they're like, some folks just can't fly. Then when they're on the boat, cause the boat's the only way on and off the island, um, Ty is throwing up off the side of the boat and they're like, some people just can't sail. Um, but they're also, this is the only way that they can get there. They make a point saying like, you can only make it to shore through boat. I already said that. Oh, you said that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Which it's fine because this is the last boat ride Ty will ever take. So that's true. Yes, it's fine. Um, so, what the fuck does this say? Please read it. I would love to know. Oh, okay. Uh, Derek, he's the dock hand. He is like really playing it up. Um, the, the accent for the Bahamas. Yeah. yeah, he's like this is the the end of the season. He's trying to get as big a tip as he can. Um, Jack Black shows up. Yes. And this is another character that I feel like they gave no lines to. And they were just like, we need you to really oversell it on the fact that you are a weed dealer. Okay. So is Jack Black a force at this point in the 90s? Is Do people know? Can somebody just write in the script, Jack Black does Jack Black things? I think so. Okay. Because that's kind of what he does. They're like, okay, Jack Black, stoner, dreads, 
does Jack Black stoner dread thing. And that's what he does. He like goes over there and he's trying to sell weed to them. And he's like doing his little dance moves and he's just walking around the island being very Jack Blackish. And he's wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt and some short pants. I like his energy. And I think we need to address this because we talked about this with um, Joe on Flyover State of Fear when we were talking about Goosebumps. We're like, wow, Jack Black, this is probably the only opportunity we're going to get to talk about him in a horror movie on this podcast. We were wrong. He's in this movie. Yep. So, yeah, we get to talk more about Jack Black. Yes, we do. It's good. It's a good day. I wish we could have gotten a more nuanced performance from him in this, like we did in Goosebumps. I, I think he's fine. He See, this is one of the things here that I was talking about where, like, this is a good recipe for it to be a campy slasher movie because you got a character like him and you got Jack Black. You can, like, you have the ability to camp it up and keep the quality because he's good at doing that. What I really want is a crossover of this movie and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like, I want to see his character in this movie appear at the Hawaiian resort. He would fit in well And there. talk to... Uh, Russell Brand or uh, Jason... Uh, Jason Seagal. Seagal, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember his first name. Are you proposing that um, that movie is also like a horror movie or is it still comedy? Oh, it's still comedy. I just, like, I feel like... Uh, Titus transcends between the two. You know, I think Jonah Hill works just fine in that movie, actually. Jonah Hill and Jack Black are two completely different characters between the two. Yeah, well, it's fine. Jonah Hill was enough for that. And Jonah Hill... Okay, Jonah Hill is in both of them, but he's a different character in both of them, I think. But he's like... He plays the fanboy in that one, too. Yeah, but then he becomes, like, the ultimate fanboy and get him to the Greek, where he gets to, like, work with Aldous Snow. It's like a spinoff, but... kind of takes that character and amplifies it. Yeah. But yes. but I'm just saying it's completely different than the Jack Black character of Titus. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's one yeah, definitely. But I like Titus in this. Okay. So, um the resort is nearly empty. And uh you want to tell the people who checks our group into the hotel? Yes, this is the second guy. So obviously the first guy that we were talking about was Jack Black. Second guy is Jeffrey Combs. You know, Dr. Herbert West from the Reanimator series. Um, This is, you were surprised last night that he was back in there. He's he's one of those roles like, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe he's actually in this movie. Literally every time we watch this, I forget Jeffrey Combs is in it. And I like his character in this too. He kind of plays like a red herring type character because he's aggressive to them when they're checking in. He's super aggressive to Ty. And it makes you think that he's a little bit racist. Except then later when Julie is talking about, oh, that dock hand guy. And uh, Brooks goes, yes, Derek. Yeah. No, I mean, he obviously he's, he's at the Bahamas. Like, I feel like that's very much like he, he's not. He wouldn't be in the Bahamas if he was racist, I don't think. Literally. Racist people can go to the Bahamas, Travis. Live there. I'm though. just he saying like. You think he's a much worse guy. Like, he just doesn't like teenagers and young adults, which is fair. Well, I mean, he tells Ty, he's like, this hotel will outlive you, basically, because they're, like, trying to make small talk to, like, diffuse the situation. But, you know, he's not having it. He's he's just very aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's not... I, I don't really know if he's, like, upset with them because they won the contest or if he's just like this with everybody. They have to work in the off-season. That's what he's annoyed about. He's like, our marginally trained staff of five will take care of your every need. It's the beginning of the off-season. 
Um, and they're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, storm season starts on July 4th every year, like clockwork, um, which it's really going to start on July 3rd, whatever. He doesn't have any more calendars than Ben Willis does. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're in the honeymoon suites, 201 and 202. He seems surprised by this. It seems almost like a scenario where the rooms are typically closed off, but for some reason, someone okayed for them to be open, which you would think him being the manager of the hotel he would be aware of that you decision. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Ray. He's in the hospital. The detective is trying to talk to the nurses there. The detective is not going to be a big part of this movie at all. If you think we're going to watch a detective try and find Ray and assume that he caused this murder that he actually didn't cause this time, then you would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so the detective is here for literally one scene. He's talking to the nurse, and all of a sudden there's a flat line, and they run to his room, but the reason it's flatlining is because he's climbed out the window. How the hell does this guy manage to escape the ICU? I don't know. And how does he manage to bring his prescription pills with him? How did he get them? I... I know for a fact that you had surgery and I had to pick up your medicine for you. Yes, and it was like right before we left. Like the nurse like got me out of anesthesia first. She was like, you've got to pee because you had a catheter. I can't let you go home before you do that. And I won't give you drugs until you do that. Maybe hospitals changed their practice after they watched this movie. Yeah, they were like, fuck Freddie Prince Jr. He just blew our shit wide open. Yeah, wow. Thanks, Freddie. This is why he hasn't watched the movies. Like, I'm responsible for so many people breaking out of ICUs and stealing meds. Uh, we cut back to the hotel. They're at a nearly empty bar. Uh, I just wrote, we get it, Ty. You have sex. Why? What, what does he say? I, I don't remember. remember exactly what he's saying, but I think he's just talking about how much he wants to fuck Carla. Oh, well, and we're introduced to the bartender there, Nancy. Yeah. Who, she's got a lot of sass to her. I like her character. Sassy Nancy. Yeah. Um, she gently suggests karaoke, I think, because she just doesn't want to talk to these idiots. Yeah, um, they're like, what do you do around here? And she's like, well, we usually make fun <laughs> of tourists and uh, let tourists make fun of themselves. So they get Julie up there to sing, and she's singing, I will survive. And she's got a decent voice, and Nancy seems quite disappointed by this. Um, but then the words change on the screen to say, I still know what you did last summer. I, ah, it's the title <laughs> of the movie. I really wish that she would have sung it like that. Like, first of all, I was afraid. I was petrified. I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> so now we're doing a house bunny crossover. Is that what happens? Yeah. Do they like accidentally read house bunny on karaoke? No, but... Some of the mean sorority girls change the lyrics to Like a Virgin. Uh, so they change it to another song? No, well, they change it to a bunch of insults. Oh, that's right. You're right. I remember yeah. that now. So you really liked House Bunny. You're making me feel like a dum dum right now. I did like House Bunny. I can't remember every single scene from that movie. Well, that's incorrect, and you're wrong. Well, whatever. Okay, so she freaks out. Um, she goes back to her room. There's a note for her. So the envelope just says Julie. And apparently everybody no. in this goddamn... It doesn't say... Oh, on the... On, I'm sorry. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, listen to the words I'm saying. So just sorry. being ready to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I just want to be right so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, everybody in this goddamn cinematic universe has the exact same handwriting. Um, yeah. 
And so she sees the envelope, she picks it up, opens it up, inside is a card, and it just says, surprise! <laughs> and Will's behind her with roses and champagne and champagne glasses, and she is surprised both by the the note. Actually, I think she's, like, jumping at the surprise on the note yeah. and uh, jumps and, like, causes him to drop everything. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just want you to be happy. I'm going to go take a sad boy walk in the rain. He was wanting her to say, no, don't do that. Get naked. But she's like, yeah. Are you sure <laughs> you, you want to do that? You probably should go. Yeah. Fuck him, though, because she knows his situation, or he, he knows, knows her, her situation. situation. Yeah, She's already got Ray. She really wanted him to be there and said, this guy's like, at first, before they even got in those rooms, Carla and Ty were like, all right, we're taking one room. You guys are rooming together, trying to force that onto them even more. And then he said, if I get too crazy, I'll sleep on the couch. And then he's trying to pop up with some champagne. That's crazy. You're going to sleep on the couch now. You don't even get the couch. You get the floor. Yeah. You get the rug in the bathroom, Will. Yeah, what was he thinking? Like, that's getting crazy. Too crazy. Too crazy. So, uh... He's I... like, God damn it, my dad just <laughs> killed your boyfriend. Like, just... Like, I can't tell you that, but just trust me. <laughs> okay, so then, um, Julie starts hearing creaking. She thinks... How is she hearing creaking, by the way? Their rooms are on other ends of the hall. But it turns out it's just, uh, Carla jumping on the bed and they're not actually having sex tyrus or not tyrus tyrell is his name uh he does not get any of this movie in the entire movie he, he lets you know he, yeah he th from here on out basically every scene he's like i really need to fuck i right want now. to fuck like i need it right now but she's like hey i need to i'm gonna change my major because um, I'm going to go into finance and go to Wall Street because that's the only way I can afford a bed like this. And then she looks okay. outside the window. She sees a jacuzzi and she's like, I paid $100 for my bathing suit. It's I need not to go use a it. cute bathing suit either. It's just cheetah print. Why did she pay $100 for that? Girl, you got ripped off. That's why she needs to switch to finance. That way she knows to manage her money better than that. Uh, we see Derek tying up a boat. There's a jump scare from Titus. Uh, he wants him and Derek to go to the mainland and party, but Derek is like, no, we're about to have a huge storm. No fucking way. Um, and so Titus is like, fine, I'm going to go smoke weed underwater. Um, and then Derek ends up getting pulled into the water, and when he's trying to climb out, he gets his uh, face bonked and his throat slashed. Yep. And then Ty, uh, Titus hears it, but he keeps walking. Because he say, he's already walked too far. <laughs> yeah, I've already walked too far. Uh, Ray tries to call the hotel from a payphone, but he gets no answer. How the fuck did he know? Right, because before Julie told him the name of the hotel. Did she? Yeah. Okay, because in my mind, I mean, I don't see a yellow pages, so I don't know where Ray got the number <laughs> of the hotel, but she did tell him what hotel they were going in to. In my mind last night, I was just thinking, he's like, "Hello, operator, Bahamas." <laughs> <laughs> and then he like just hopes that she answers at the Bahamas line. <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut to the housekeeper. She is uh, at, you know, 9, 10, 11, whatever time at night it is, is going room to room to... House queen, I guess. Yeah, change the bedding. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't have um, a set checkout time at the Bay Tower Resort. <laughs> uh, but she knocks on one door doesn't get an answer and then she looks down at her hand and there's blood on her hand and instead of being like is there blood on the door she goes over to the sheets 
which she had to have clearly already taken off of a bed in another room, put into her cart, open up the door in the other room, come out into the hall, push her cart a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, there's been a lot of opportunities for her to notice that her hand is wet and covered in blood. Her hand was already wet, and she just never noticed until she tried to open the doorknob, and she's like, fuck, I can't get any traction. And then she looks at her hand, and it's like, ah, fuck. This movie yeah. ramps it up with its kills. She dies here, but yeah. this like we have like basically like half an hour, forty minutes without kills, and we get two back to back just like that. Yep. Um. So, I the jacuzzi is nested inside of the pool, which I don't inherently have a problem with. What I have a problem with is that there's not a barrier between the jacuzzi and the pool. So I want to know how the pool water is not making the jacuzzi water cooler and there's the jacuzzi a water. No, 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 no. I don't know, because there's, like, an opening. Like, we get a little bit of a barrier, but then there's an opening. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because I cause Jack Black swims up here smoking weed underwater, like he said, and, like, interrupts him, and he, like, kind of, like, peeks over. Yeah, there's a barrier. It's not a solid barrier, though. Like, oh. you can go from the pool into the jacuzzi straight up. Wow, okay. I didn't notice that. That is yeah. weird. It's a design flaw that I'm bothered by, um. personally. Ty is yeah. trying to have sex in the jacuzzi, but Jack Black interrupts and smokes weed. And then Will comes in and interrupts and is basically complaining the, about Julie not wanting to The difference between Titus and Will is that Titus took the hint. He did. He also tried to, like, get a look at um, Carla himself. And then Ty basically is like, fuck off. And then he's like, all right, I'm actually going to smoke weed underwater now. Watch this. I can do it. I can actually do this. If Will hadn't shown up, then you just know that, like, five minutes later, like, Titus would have popped up out of the water and be like, did you see that? Yeah. I was in the water <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. It makes me mad seeing that, actually. Every time I see that scene, I'm like, fuck, dude, you're getting it wet. Like, you can't, that thing's not going to smoke. <laughs> um, so, Julie, back in her room, realizes that her toothbrush is missing, and she's looking around for it. Gets suspicious vibes and opens the closet where she finds Derek's body. She goes running and screaming, runs into Will, is telling him that, like, you know, there's a dead body, whatever. All of them come back to her room. They get Brooks, um, bring him to the room. The body's completely gone. Um, and the blood's all gone, too. And the blood's all gone. Magically. He's very unamused. He's like, listen, we're about to have a hurricane. I don't have time to deal with your bullshit. Julie's like, I went off the island, and he's like, well, too bad. There's no ferry. Uh, The phones just went down. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. We're going to have to batten down the hatches. Uh, We might have to go to the storm cellar. Yeah. Like, I don't have time for your maybe murder. Like, there's definitely a hurricane. Yeah, we're maybe about to get murdered. Yeah, by nature. So then we see the porter Estes. Uh, He is doing something uh, with Julie's toothbrush. Yeah. Well, what we assume is Julie's toothbrush. Um, also, I think, uh, hasn't Carla mentioned that she's missing her hair band yet? Yeah, because she couldn't put her hair up when she was in the jacuzzi. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're having their items are going missing, and Essis is suddenly in possession of some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Titus is smoking in his little... He's so, in the pool house. He's in the pool house. All of these people that work in the resort... <laughs> live in their supply closets essentially yeah uh so titus lives in the pool house and he's smoking and all he's got in the pool house is like weed plants and giant bongs he's missing his lighter because of course he is he's a stoner that's what stoners do they lose their lighters um it's still underwater 
<laughs> he's trying to find it when he's looking around. He sees a man in a slicker with a hook hand. And then I get my favorite line in this movie is uh, he's like, seriously? Don't do that. <laughs> Jack Black, man. He needs to be in more horror movies. I love him in this. I love him pleading for his life because, like, it's not stereotypical, but it's also still believable. Like, he's like, seriously? Don't. Yeah. Don't fucking kill me, bro. Like, don't do it. Like, in this script, it probably said Jack Black dying. <laughs> like, just Jack Black death stuff. Yeah, but he he dies. Uh, we go back to Ray. He decides to pawn his uh, engagement ring for Julie. He wants $300 and a gun, and he wants the gun to be loaded. And the pawn shop owner puts up like half a fight, and I'm like, you are definitely about to go down for an accessory for murder. Because like, from the pawn shop's owner perspective, like, this dude just got cheated on and is getting ready to go murder well, his girlfriend and her lover. That's probably what he thinks because, I mean, he even says, like, are you sure you want to go down this road? Like, he probably thinks that this is, like, a not a horror movie. This is a, like, a romantic thriller. But this man has a two-inch long ash on his cigarette. He has seen some shit. He's willing <laughs> yeah. to just go with the flow. He is. He's too busy to be bothered with ashing. Um... We see uh, Will, Julie, Ty, and Carla are all cuddled in bed together the next morning. Ty gives Julie a hard time. Because he's got um, blue balls. He wants to fuck. He wants to fuck. He's also annoyed with Julie. And by this point in the movie, I'm kind of annoyed with her, too. Like, I, like, listen, we can see it from our perspective that stuff is definitely happening. But what do you say in that case, though? Like. I mean, if you actually saw that and it's suddenly gone, like, you're like, oh, I guess you're right. I'm wrong. Like, and I'm, here's the thing. I wouldn't be a dick like Tyrell, but am I going to 100% believe Julie? Probably not. I mean, if I were being honest, I would think that it's some kind of, like, PTSD because it's yeah. been a year. Which I, and that's, I would be more of the Carla in this situation where I'd be like, hey, let's go to the gym. Let's burn some of this energy off. Yeah. Like, you know, I, Carla's being a, a good friend in this moment because she's not trying to force Julie off onto Will. Yeah. Um, instead, she forces Will off onto Ty. Yeah. And then Will and Ty are going to go look for Titus. They're going to be like, let's uh, see if we can get some some pool tables or something. Yeah, but they're doing this and it's storming and it's raining and they're like, hey, let's like walk and get absolutely soaked in water right now. Like we're totally cool with this. They um, have no problem. So Carla and Julie are in the gym and Julie gets on the stair stepper for like three steps and she's like, I'm not feeling this. And Carla's like, I know what you need. And she puts her in the tanning bed. And here's the thing. First of all, tanning beds are bad for your health. Don't do it. Um, but also like when I did tan, which is how I can say this, bad for your health. Don't do it. Every season, no matter if you, like, tanned a lot, if you hadn't tanned for a while, it'd be like, okay, we're going to put you in there for, like, five minutes at first. Because otherwise, you're going to have to destroy your fucking skin. Mm -hmm. But Carla's like, all right, 35 minutes sounds <laughs> good to me. See ya, Julie. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't know what she's doing. Uh, so she goes back into the gym, and then she hears a sound, and it's uh, an industrial dryer. And she's like, I bet it's a bunch of tennis shoes. <laughs> This, she's like oh the tennis shoe machine she, okay she wants all of these shoes to pop out at her and she's like there's so many shoes in here and she's like so excited for it 
And when she opens up the jar, instead of being hailed with a bunch of sneakers, she finds the maid's body. She's like, oh, fuck, they do bodies over here in the Bahamas, not I shoes. I wish the body had, like, popped out her <laughs> the way the shoes did. That would have been amazing. That would have been good. This movie needed the confidence that uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 had. It did. Like, yeah, because that would have If they seen it in Sleepaway Camp 2, it would have gone... Yeah, exactly. And then the killer would have been like, I love it when that happens. <laughs> Um, Will and Ty find Titus's body. Meanwhile, Julie is getting zip-tied into the bed, and the heat is turned up, and she immediately screams. Uh, Will and Ty hear her screaming, but instead uh, find Carla. Whatever, they're in the same building. I guess I can believe that, the way sound travels and yeah. the rain and everything. It is so, dead there. Yeah, so they get Carla out of the laundry room because she was locked in, then they get Julie out of the bed, and she's like, See, I'm not crazy! And I'm like... I get your point. I get wanting vindication. It's a little bit weird that that's the first words out of your mouth. Yeah, but I also kind of, I get it. Because everybody, especially Ty, has been an asshole. Well, not everybody, just Ty's been an asshole about it. But now they're like, okay, well, now we definitely have grounds for emergencies. So we're going to go use that emergencies only radio Brooks is telling about. Except in the office, they find Brooks is dead and the radio has been smashed. And in blood on the wall, it says, I still know. So they go to the dock. They're going to try and take a boat, and the boat is gone, and she's she tells them the truth. And they're, uh, they're like, wow, Julie, we didn't realize that you tried to manslaughter a guy. However, it's probably Estes. Yeah, well, I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, and they never found the body. But, like, they should have mentioned, like, by the way, he's missing a hand. Estes has both of his hands perfectly fine, you know? Also, Julie has seen Estes's face, and she's seen Ben Willis's face. Yeah, and Estes is black. Ben is, like, very white. Yeah, even if you're not good at faces. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. And Estes is, like, super old. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. That is stupid, actually, that they're like, oh, yeah, it's Estes, definitely. Uh, Ray is on a bus. He's very bruised. His arm is in a sling, and he's taking his prescription medicine. And a woman on the bus judges him for this. And I'm like... He clearly just got out of the hospital, lady. Calm down a bit. Yeah. A tiny bit. Um, in Estes' room, they find all of their missing stuff, which I... How do they know where all of these people live in the resort? That's a good point. I don't know. Because, I mean, he's not... He's not in the hotel. He's like, like... Or... Yeah, he's like... He's got a separate building. Like, in our old apartment complex, the maintenance people lived in the apartment complex with us and besides the one that lived next to us for a year i didn't know where any of the rest of them were that's true i think titus makes sense because i think he's like you can find me i saw by the weed. smell yeah. the cloud well i think he is the also smoke. like if you need any weed just come to where i live basically um the power goes out uh, and they split up like a bunch of dum-dums and there is a large globe that's spinning, and Julie's like, oh, that's suspicious. I'm going to walk towards that. Carla, you'll be cool by yourself. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, she gets over there, and Estes pops up. And he's like, uh, the capital of Brazil is Brasilia. And Julie's like, oh, my God, we're a bunch of dum-dums. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody else comes running up, and they're like, Estes, we're going to fucking murder you because you fucking murder everybody else. And Julie goes, no, me and Carla are stupid. Rio's not the capital of Brazil. And they're all like, dun, dun, dun. Um, and then she's like, this was all set up to get us here. She, He wants to kill me. And I'm like, 
listen, she's not technically wrong because that is the plot of this movie. However, that's a very self-centered perspective on it because what do her three friends have to do with her? It, it, nothing. And honestly, like, it takes a lot of dedication to, like, follow her to the Bahamas and, like, set up a a whole island to be, like, private for her so they can kill her here. Okay, well, what's pretty convenient about this for you, Travis, in mm-hmm. case you didn't know, is that... Uh, Estes is familiar with the name Ben Willis because Ben Willis used to work at the resort. Oh, what do you know? Yeah, and Estes just happens to have seen him in the orchard lately. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I've been seeing him out in the woods. What? (laughs) You've been seeing this guy that used to work here just out in the woods? And then you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, we're we're cutting back and forth between this story and Ray boatjacking the fairy guy. That sounds Um, sexual. (laughs) um yeah so ben raised two kids and had a wife at the hotel i guess this was all before he was a fisherman um so the wife went missing one day and then they ended up finding the body and then ben and his two kids disappeared they go to a graveyard behind the hotel because what hotel is complete without a graveyard and there is a grave for for um, Nancy Willis or whatever the fuck his wife's name was. And Susan Willis. Susan Willis died, died. Um, back in wherever, like, Southport. North Carolina. And, um, you know, she, she died in a, like, did Ben like, have her body brought out to the hotel to bury her? I don't know. I don't really think that they Wasn't got he too through. busy trying to, like, murder her boyfriend who accidentally like caused the wreck that is implied right like that he actually killed him yeah because like the the fiance was so heartbroken over having killed Susie that he was gonna kill himself and then um ben killed him before he could do that right yeah that's what was implied in the first movie yeah so um and then when he was after after he was done killing the fiance is when the quartet in the first one hit him with their car. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, so Susie's body was, like, flown to the Bahamas to be buried. Um, and then Julie gets a spot in the family graveyard, which, here's my question, too. Why would Ben prevent... Like, I get that they that he wants Will to be a part of this. Yeah. But, like, also, why is he making it so hard for Ray to be there to be murdered, too? Because Ray was the one driving that night. Yeah, well, he thinks that Ray's already dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. He he did the Angela. Yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah. So, Estes uh, has disappeared by the point that they were all like, oh. So, Will's like, okay, I'm going to go find Estes. The rest are going to go to the hotel. They're going to get, like weapons and stuff like that uh will comes across estes on the shore he's got a boat and um he's like, hits him. he hits him with an oar yeah uh so the trio that's left in the hotel uh ty carla and julie they go into the pantry and nancy's there she hits ty she doesn't realize what's happening at first then they all start uh talking about you know everything that's going on Ty says he's horny, and then he gets killed. Yep. So the women run up to the attic, and Nancy is like, stay on the boards. And Carla immediately disregards and gets stuck in the ceiling. (laughs) Um, So Nancy goes back to help her, 
ends up falling through the ceiling uh, with Ben. She yeah, she takes him down with her. So then she goes out the window because the in the attic, like the, there's a window above the room, the honeymoon suite that yeah. Julie was staying in, which is creepy. Um, yeah. So they fall into there. Carla goes out of the window in that room onto the roof out there, um, which is all window also. And Carla has learned nothing and doesn't stand on the beams or window frames, instead steps directly on the glass. Yep, and falls through again. She gets her ass kicked by roofs. Yeah, like all because she's just a dum-dum that doesn't listen. Yeah. Um... So Julie wants to go save her. Um, there, she's like locked in a room, and Nancy like finds a big key ring and is like going through all the keys trying to unlock Nancy's the room. To tell her not that she's like she's gone. She, we, just don't go after her. It's too late. <laughs> um, ben gets into the room that Carla's in. Uh, Julie is like, I don't have time for this, so she gets the emergency axe and busts Carla out. They all run to the storm shelter. Uh, Julie is like, Carla, hold my hand. We're all going to do this. Um, and Carl's like, I am holding your hand. And it's actually the hand of the dead maid, which they find out when they turn the lights on. How cold are Julie's hands normally that Carla was like, this is definitely Julie's hand? To be fair, your hands are often very cold, too. Would you mistake me for being dead? I've never held a dead person's hand, so I can't say one way or another. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all of the bodies have been moved there at this point. Uh, Will pops up. He's like, okay, we need to leave. We're going to go back to hotel. I saw the guy on the beach. We'll be fine. Um, Nancy and Carla are going to go get a first aid kit because there's a bunch of blood on Will's shirt. And they're like, oh, God, you're bleeding so bad. And Julie's like, I can't find where the wound is. And Will goes, that's because it's not my blood. It's not my my blood, Julie. Okay, so the moment that this guy switches evil, his acting becomes atrocious. He really wanted to be um, fucking, oh my God, Stu in Scream. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he really wanted to be like Matthew Lillard in Scream. Yeah. He like really tried to chew the dialogue and scenery in this moment. And he's like, what's your favorite radio station, Joey? (laughs) He's like, come on, think about it. Will Benson? Benson? Oh my God, okay. And he's like, hi, Dad. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something even more stupid. Ben's son is a stupid name on its own. (laughs) But if you take the last name of Ben, Ben Willis, and you take both their last names, it's Will is Ben's son. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben drags, uh, or Will drags Julie outside. Nancy and Carla find Estes as he is dying. And Ben kills Nancy, and Carla is pushed into a shelf. Uh, Will calls Julie selfish. Not entirely wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was like he's basically implied that for the last year, he's just listened to her complain about her problems, and which is, like, fine. Like, that's what you should have in a support group, but it sounds like maybe it's not reciprocated, and maybe she knows very little about Will. She probably doesn't give a fuck about Will. Mm-hmm. Will is trying to, like, get involved romantically, and... He's never taken the hint. And then this is where I start to question, because, like, so Ben pops up, and, like, they're getting ready to have their, like, father-son revenge. Um, but Ray also pops up, and he's got a gun, but the gun isn't working. Yeah. Um, Will and Ray wrestle. Um, and then I, this is where I start to question, is Will, like, like, he wants revenge for his papa, but is he also a little bit of an incel because some of the things he says about Julie implies very unsavory plans? 
I think so. Okay. Yeah, because he's he starts talking very like strangely about her. Like he like when I would have like, shared her. Yeah, he's like attacking Ray and talking about that, and it's like, so what was what is your motivation? Like, I don't understand. Like, did he infiltrate the friend group to try and like lead up to this day or what? I, yeah, I just like how long was it. he friends with Carla? Yeah, exactly. Like it, it just when you think about it, it's just so stupid. Yeah, so um, Will holds Ray up so that way his dad can stab him, but his dad ends up stabbing him instead. And he's <laughs> like, my boy! And then Julie shoots Ben like a fucking lot, and he falls into the grave. Yeah. The next day, they get choppered out there by the Coast Guard. Carla's alive. And Julie's like, I never thought I'd see you again. And I'm like, well, you didn't really fucking go looking for her. Yeah, if it's been like the next day, she did not go to yeah. check. Like, did you and Ray go fuck? Like, Ray didn't have to have blue balls. Ty died with blue balls, and Carla was like bleeding out in those glass shelf shards. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I guess she just assumed that she was dead and just didn't really care anymore. Well, it's okay because their friendship recovers because Julie immediately moves out of their apartment together. Yeah. Um, they bought a house. They bought a house. They bought a house. I guess that she's dropped out of school now? I don't know. Is the house in Southport? I thought that they weren't catching dick on the fisherman ship. I don't... It's not explained. None it, of it's explained. Yeah. Um, they're engaged. We see Julie's got the ring on her finger. I guess Ray went and threatened the pawn shop owner. He was like, hey, this gun was definitely used to kill a guy. If you give me the ring back, I won't turn it in as evidence. Fair. <laughs> um... So Ray is really excited about his electric toothbrush. So excited. He, he loves mm-hmm. it so much. He does. I imagine that Freddie French Jr. had just gotten an electric toothbrush. And he was like, <laughs> listen, I will do this movie if you let me brush my teeth on screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, he doesn't even notice and his bathroom door is locked on him. Like, yeah, he gets just like, He's just like, I love like this door slams. so much. It's fucking good. I love it. And Julie's like... Oh, this window's open, but um, now that I'm engaged and I've shot Ben a lot of times, I don't have PTSD anymore, so I'm just going to close the window and I'm going to ignore these muddy boot prints on my carpet. I don't think she notices the footprints. So she goes um, and uh, she's sitting on her bed and she sees in a mirror that hasn't been hung up on the wall because they just bought the house. Yeah. Um, Ben is under her bed and he... Grabs slash hooks her ankles and pulls her under the bed. Yep. The end. Yep, and it's almost exactly the same as the first one. It except does. Ben or Ray's there brushing his teeth enthusiastically. <laughs> that's the only difference, basically. So yeah, that's the end. Do you feel any different after talking about it? Honestly, I laughed a lot more than I would, so I think I'm gonna bump it up to a five point five. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I um, I realized the miss potential of this being more the, silly. I think you mean the Mrs. Potential. Mrs. Potential, yes. Mrs. Tingle Potential. And I think that it could have been much more if they would have leaned into the ridiculousness that this script was. So I'm going to bump it down to a 6. Oh, shit. Okay, so we went from a 6 average to a 5.75. Okay, not not a massive drop. Not too no, bad. Not, not crazy. Um, and I think we both agree that like it just needed to be campier to be yeah exactly more what we wanted definitely. Um, Zoe watched the beginning and she noped out pretty quickly. She she did not watch this movie with us. However, Talia 
was sleep barking up a storm. Yes, she was. Which we were grateful for because it's obviously 4th of July weekend, so she's been barking a lot. I don't know if you can hear the fireworks going off right now. We're pretty glad she's calm right now. Um, we've had to pause a couple of times to let her bark. So, uh, But she was a fan of it. I think Talia is going to give this a 7 because July is the 7th month of the year. <laughs> yeah. She's got a method to it. Yeah. Okay. For the inter- yeah, internet review, okay. I wanted to obviously go with Roger Ebert. Oh, clearly. Because it's on his most hated list. Yes. Um, I thought that we both would enjoy this movie fairly well. So, But he's got a nice little review here. I still know what you did last summer. The symbols, the building blocks of idiot-proof slasher movies. Stings, snicker snacks, false alarms, and point-of-view baits and switches. We'll get back to those. The movies are rating mentions intense terror, violence, and gore, but only his publicity only its publicity team could consider it intense or terrifying. Gore it has. Is there anything else to be said about I still know what you did last summer? Not really. It contains no characters of interest, no dialogue worth hearing, no originality of conception, no ambition other than to pocket the dollars of anyone unlucky enough to go to a movie named I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. When a movie begins, I imagine an empty room in my mind that is about to be filled. This movie left me the room furnished only with dust and a few dead flies. Damn, Roger. He went fucking hard on it. He hates this movie. And you know what, man? Like, I get it. It's not original. But not every movie has to be original. Like, a movie can just be fun. You can just enjoy it for what it is. Like, I don't understand his whole thing with it being like, it just... Like, this is this movie is dumb fun, but it's inoffensive. Like, I don't mind it being on. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, it's one of those that, like, hey, I want to watch a movie, but I don't want to have to work at it. Like, let's put it on. Nice to know what you did last summer. I don't think every movie has to be innovative no. and do a different thing no, every single time. It can just not. Like, yeah, it, there's popcorn movies. I think, I think this is a popcorn horror movie. Like, it's Definitely. just meant to be enjoyed. All right. For our listener reviews, we have three, all on Instagram. Okay. The first one is from Cube Saves. He says, I was never a fan of these movies. My dumb review of this was, I still don't care. Oh, I see what he did I know there. what you did. I still know what you did last summer, and I still don't care. Boom. I get it. I like that. That was a good one. Roger Ebert, take notes. Robert Atone says, yuck. Which yeah. I responded to him. I was like, I would love to know your thoughts on the third movie. If oh you've not God. watched it, um, it's terrible. It's a mess. It's a goddamn mess. It is. We'll, we'll talk about it on this. I will make it a pick uh, somewhere it's gonna down be the line. A, like, it's going to be a slumber party massacre three all over again. It, it really is, yeah. The I, only reason we own I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer is because there's no way to buy the first two without the third one included. Well, guess what, people? That one is also on HBO Max if you got it. Watch it. Don't do it. And the final one, Horror Fan1992 says, not as good as the first, which definitely, I think that this person, kind of like I said before, tried to emulate the first movie, not a Kevin Williamson, and um, they they should have just made it their own, like Snoopway Camp 2 did. Yeah. It would have been a much better movie if they had done that, but they didn't, and it kind of suffers for it. So yeah, that's our reviews. Um, who did you relate to? I feel like I said it in the beginning of the movie, and I don't remember now. Hmm. So I guess um, based off of that, based off of not remembering what I said an hour ago, um, 
I think I'll go with maybe relating to Dave. Okay, why Dave? Because um, I would also quit my car duo and go solo if my duet partner didn't appreciate my vocal skills. I, I like it. Dave is a good character, good choice. Um, I'm going to choose Titus because if I also, <clears throat> if I had a life, if my life were different, and I were living in the Bahamas. Stop looking at me like that, Jesse. <laughs> and I am a guy that is living in a pool shed and having to entertain these people coming in all the time. I would also be the stoner dude that is dancing around the island, just trying to get high, just trying to get everybody else high, just trying to have a good time, just trying to be innovative with uh, smoking and smoking underwater, making new discoveries, new breakthroughs and smoking. And I, he's just a fun guy. I, I would like to think that I would also be a fun guy. Okay. But not a fun guy. A fun guy. But he probably also has done shrooms. He's got shrooms in there, definitely. No chance he doesn't. Okay. So this month um, we're talking about, is this a dream sequel? Does this live up to dream sequel status for you? Don't remember what we said our dream sequel was for this? I don't either. Um but I think that um, I think it would have been more silly than this. Yeah, I don't think this is quite what we would have hyped it up for for ourselves. No, because like, and honestly, like, again, it's a perfectly fun movie to watch. It's inoffensive. It's I don't think everything has to be groundbreaking. I don't think the first one was groundbreaking. No, it's not. I mean, it's. But yeah, yeah, like. I don't know. This one doesn't live up to the first one. No, this is, this one, I mean, we double featured it. Yeah. And uh, it was fun to watch this immediately after the first one. I enjoy watching this movie. I think it's fun. I, I do like that they're trapped on an island. I love a single location movie. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I mean, the killer is still good. Like, I like the concept of this person and the slicker and the hook. Like, that's a fun slasher weapon. And they make good use of it. I think that it also would have been good if they would have, like, gored it up with the hook. Like mm. you said, there's a lot of off-screen deaths in this. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could just silly it up. Have some fun, man. I think that might be... Well, I don't even know if they try and do that in the third one because I don't think it gets silly. I don't know. They need they need to do a fourth one where it's silly. <coughs> and they did a TV series on Amazon. We haven't watched it, but I've heard yeah. it's terrible, too. Yeah, we haven't watched it. Um, probably need to check it out at some point, but... Yeah, well, it's nice theme here. We're talking about a 4th of July movie, and I'm sure you can hear 4th of July fireworks going off in the background. So, whatever. That's it for this week's movie. All right. Um, next week, we are going to be talking about another favorite sequel in our house. We are talking Wrong Turn 2, and we have a guest joining us next week, too. Uh, Brian Asman. He was... Uh colleague friend he's a friend of robert atone, of robert atone yeah yes. so uh right now you can rent wrong turn to dead end on youtube google play voodoo or prime if you listen to our episode last year then you already know i've got strong opinions on the first one i like this one a lot better than the first one yeah and i like this one a lot too um i'm curious to hear what our guest has to say about it we have a new third party coming in he might mm -hmm. like it he might hate it i don't know so that'll be fun i'm excited but watch it Get catched up, catched up, get caught up, and uh, yeah, just uh, check back in next week.
All right, in the meantime, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe so other people can find us and get in on the discussion and all that good stuff. And all that good stuff. All right, until next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Sorry, I had it on here, and then my phone decided to close it. Wow, stupid of your phone. Yeah, I agree. Her phones are so fucking old. The my place... phone's old. Yeah. No, it's not. Your phone is older than mine. It's not that old. It's pretty old. All right.